Hello, Michael. Hello there. Michael, I, I want to tell you, I know you've had a bad day. I know that uh, the stresses of uh, harvest on a farmer is, are never easy, you know? And when I see you come into the Dutch Hall on a Thursday night after a grueling day in your peak season, I really appreciate the sacrifice you put in to make this program one of the best podcasts that's ever been produced out of Pine Grove, Ontario. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, as always. So, Michael, what I, what, I know that your day's been a bit of a struggle, so what I'm going to tell you right now is that the live from the Dutch Hall is going to give you a special treat. Oh, really? This episode is entitled The Dutch Hall Salutes Our Band Leader Mike Bow. Wow. wow. Hit the same theme song. Let's get this thing going. another hot crowd here today it really is. for the big celebration and you know what mike i'm gonna tell you you this was a great surprise to you it i didn't i didn't even surprise. warn you about it did i i'm smiling now you know what i heard in that theme song dave played it more like i play it makes me happy oh uh, yeah i see a lot of the, your influence rubbing off on him oh. it's all about you today michael it's all yeah. about you apparently it is well, someone's got the robot musk on. I I hear. I smell it. I must have hit it with my elbow, but it could just be the bartenders back in the house. <laughs> it's uh, Paul Paul Van Dyke after a one week hiatus is back on the show. Thank Paul, God. welcome to the show. Let's hear here for him. Thanks for having me, Pete. And you're replaceable. Eh? There you are. Yeah. Thank God you're back. Yes, you are. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I understand, Paul. I don't know if we should get in this right away or do the introductions. You want to get in right away? I look in your eyes right now. I'm looking at you, staring <coughs> daggers at me. I can see that, that you've, you're full of all this emotion. Oh uh, no, no, I just uh, no, I'm all right. The, those those guys didn't stand a chance on stealing my job. Oh, you're really <laughs> bothered by last week's show, are you? Well, yeah, they didn't stand a chance. <laughs> what? Well, I tell you something, Paul. I had drinks all night long. Well, I'll tell you. They're bringing thing. me drinks. I got to tell you, that's the truth. Hey, Pete. Yeah? I'm a bartender, not a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's a difference. Pete, he needs to worry about the rules. He should get, but get the fuck in the game. Don't worry about the rules. Get the fuck in the game. Yeah, he's right? a, he likes hey, the rules. He's a very good waitress, though. <laughs> Beep, beep. I, I don't know if you're throwing a bit of a gauntlet down if Beaver comes back in. That, like that's, those are strong words. Eh? So Waitress. You didn't oh, say wait, waiter. Waiter. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Waiter. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> wait. Okay. And and, and uh, what do you have to say about Barney? He's an Barney, ex- he was an excellent uh, bartender. He was yeah. on it already from the beginning. Caught all your catchphrases. He yeah. did everything right. One yeah, trick he's pony. Known, Paul known me forever though, so he's heard them before. Yeah. And. Um, He's been in here snooping around trying to steal my job. I think I gotta watch that guy. He's he, a bit. He, he is a great replacement. I tell you that. <laughs> he's a great replacement, and he knows you. He's kind of like Paul Poot Two Point But as, as but Craiger, Craig. Because back in the day, Craig downtown Judy Brown was getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete, I would have had your back back in the day. Now that I'm a married man, I can't. Oh yeah. Well, right now we're what. That's the thing about our road shows. When we go down to do a show in Tennessee or something like that, and, and it turns out the show isn't going to work out with the Barbie Mansion girls this year. I was really disappointed to find that out today. It's unfortunate. 
But uh, but anytime we do go down to do a show with uh, with young with women who are attractive and uh, they're dangerous for us married guys, eh? You don't want to want them anywhere close to you, you know. Especially a staunch Catholic charters, you don't want them anywhere close to you. <laughs> I right, don't Dave? like it. I don't like it at it makes all. Makes me uncomfortable. I see an attractive woman, and right away I am saying I'm gonna stay as far away from that woman as I can because, in the odd chance that she has like daddy issues or something like that, <laughs> and that's a thing for old weird guys, it could happen. Yeah. That, what if it did happen? I'm in big trouble. You know, I'm only a man. I'm only flesh and blood. What what happens? I, it, you could lose everything over a stupid decision, and you, and uh, I'm good for stupid decisions, right? And if somebody like Beaver wants to fuel fuel your decisions with alcohol, Beaver, yeah. I oh. was wondering if he was fueling it for himself. I, I think he was. He he was excited last show. <laughs> I know it was, was. A, it was a real drunk show, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you before I get, to, I'm going to go. Are you done? You want to talk more I'm about done. this, Paul? I'm you're done. done with this? Paul, I'm okay. glad you're back. I, I just want to get that and there, out Dave, there right now. Dave, their song sucked. All oh. their, their songs <laughs> suck. My, it only sounds good for me. Okay? It's true. <laughs> it's true. And by the way, since we're at it, before we introduce the band Nocturnal Emissions, which is, a, which is this is like an all-star studded event, because we are celebrating Mike Bowie today. So we have the whole gang back together. The, the Beatles four horsemen. are there. The four horsemen. Yeah, we're all here together. I like it. I like it. Have we ever done the thing where we name which beetle we are, the four of us? Because, I, I, did we try? I'm not I don't sure know. We've actually established. Paul, your Ringo, is that understood? <laughs> Not Ringo. The Haitian, the Haitian dwarf will let us know if we've done it before. I'm Who's sure. Ringo? Charters? Uh, I'm always staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It. Ring, yeah, Ringo. I have two pictures of Ringo in the Dutch Hall here, and uh, both of them, Ringo's eyes will follow you no matter where you go in the room. I used it to freak out my nephews. Now, no matter where they go in the room, Ringo's eyes will follow you, eh? And they, so they think Ringo's like some sort of uh, creep, creepy uh, guy. They don't know he's even part of a band. With a sweet duster. Yeah, just a guy with a sweet duster that stares at him creepily, stares at children. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that sounds more like Dave, doesn't it, for Ringo? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we got... Uh, uh, we're going to go on to introduce the band, the Nocturnal Emissions, because we got a band, the whole group down together, which includes our band. But today is a very special day because not only do we have our stalwart, uh, normal lineup of the greatest supergroups since the supergroup Asia. Correct. Nocturnal Emissions. We have Dave Charters and Mike Bow. Let's hear it for them, Dave Charters and Mike Bow. Thank you. Thank you. Big gig coming up this week uh, for you guys. I'm really excited. Very exciting. Yeah, band practice. Uh, you had almost. Uh, yeah, you were into like low, uh, high single digits with the with the people that were interested on, uh, <laughs> on, on, on Periscope. Uh, Periscope. You know, you guys are really uh, changing the world. Catching yeah. it on fire. So this uh, is a big weekend. This is like, I mean, Nocturnal Emissions has has played together before, but this is the first time it's such a great uh, crowd. There's, I think there's over there's like 170 people or something. Oh, wow. That's almost as much as we get for an episode of Live from the Dutch Hall, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. And so, um, Charters, I wanted to say, you're coming in today, and I know I know you I don't want to get your nuts in a knot, your feathers all ruffled over me giving so much attention to Michael, the band leader. I know that you were a part of this band and that you feel a, a great ownership. You're the man that writes the music for the show and so forth. I do write the music. But uh, we're making a big deal about Mike Bow today because of the sacrifice he's made for the show. He's our stalwart band leader. You know, he's here like 90% of the time he's here. So, But I don't want you to get jealous, Dave. And I know that's a big night for you on holidays. Is that right? Yeah. One week of summer vacation. It's great. Yes. And you, uh, and normally you are, would you call yourself a giant in the automotive industry? Right? 
You have a giant head. Yes. That's what I mean. Yes. I did mean that. That's exactly what I meant. And uh, you uh, also are a staunch Catholic and a, fa- a father of uh, four children, right? That's true. And uh, I, I would sex say four times. And you are a super dad of, of sorts, right? Oh, yeah. That's a pretty accurate Tiger parent? Would you consider yourself a tiger parent? Sometimes I am. We did a lot of village parenting this week, though, which was great. Is that what you call it? When you have the whole village, it takes a village to raise a child. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I want to be the person that sleeps in the center of the village. That would be great. That sounds creepy. And all the women with the jugs on their head take care of my kids for me. <laughs> but those days are behind us. Now it's the men in the center fucking doing everything and hearing about how women got it bad. That's what it seems, it seems to be to me. I don't know. <laughs> Anyone else with four kids want to chime in on this one? <laughs> speaking of which, crickets, crickets. <laughs> speaking of which, because it's a special night, we had a new lead guitarist yes, enter the fray yeah. of Live in the Dutch Hall. If you heard the opening of, uh, of, of the show, you're going to hear some uh, great lead. You might have thought that was uh, one of my members, but it wasn't. This was by a guy that actually had some talent. <laughs> and it was <laughs> definitely wasn't me. <laughs> And his name, I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get it. His name is Steve Ever, 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 Ever Long, <laughs> Ever Hard, Ever, not Ever Long, Ever Hard, Ever Hard, and that is why. <laughs> yes, we went into the. I asked him right before the show began because I know Steve. Just what we know each other for three days now. Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. Two yesterday. We met yesterday. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Get, I'll get closer. Up. Sorry. Sorry. Hey. We met yesterday? We met yesterday. <laughs> we met. Seems like uh, three days ago. <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like uh, we spent a lot of time together over the last day. We did. <laughs> yeah. Shockingly enough. Yeah. It was one of those things where uh, we just got to talking. You picked up your daughter at a birthday party at my house, and then uh, we got to talking and then realized uh, it just went similar interests after another, and next thing you ended up here That's at right. the Dutch Hall, right? <laughs> That's right. We, we bought uh, projector screens. Also, yes, from a Dutchman. <laughs> oh. Yeah, from a Dutchman that got it from Rim, you know, a liquidation place. It's the best thing for a Dutch guy. That must have been quite a haggle fest. Oh, you know One what? One Dutchman versus another. How'd that go? What's uh, uh, Ever Eberhard? <laughs> yes. Is that a British last name? Uh, German. Oh, oh my goodness. Hitler, easy. I am actually, uh, uh, you know, I didn't know that going into this. You know, we've only. <laughs> <laughs> We've only known each other a day. Uh, sorry, Michael. It's your special day and everything. And fucking Germans. Oh, uh, goodness gracious. Actually, Germans are our are, uh, are largest European audience for Live from the Dutch Hall, are Ger- Germans. Oh, Germans love Pete Van Dyke. Yes, they love it. Me and Hasselhoff. I was about to say yeah. Hasselhoff. Yeah, Hasselhoff is a legend there, and with good reason. He's a, he's a true talent. <laughs> His chest hair is thick and robust. Yes. You can smell the musk coming off Baywatch, you know? Like, yeah. it's all Hasselhoff musk. You don't smell that other guy. No, you don't. No, you smell he's Hasselhoff. He's too pretty. Yeah. Hasselhoff's got chest hair. Any, any like, leading man with chest hair, like Tom Selleck, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. You know, like, man. with a mustache and chest hair, and they're like, they don't give a shit. They're not <laughs> shaving it up. They're going, like, a, they're a man. They're a grown-up, right? I like that shit. I wish, I hope it comes back. Someone with some balls, grow some chest hair. In wrestling, you know, the only guy that has chest hair the, are the heels, the yeah. bad guys. Yeah. They won't like baby faces have chest hair. You got to shave your chest. Yeah. When you get to be a bad guy, you can grow chest hair because yeah. chest hair is scary and mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> weird. It's weird. I always thought those guys shaved their bodies because they, they lifted so many weights that their armpits weren't where they're supposed to be. Oh. <laughs> and I always thought they had, like, you know, just armpits in the middle of their, like, uh, shoulder or something like that. Or, <laughs> I didn't know. That's why I thought they shaved it when I was uh, young. 
Because I see the wrestlers shaving their armpits. I'm like, they're men. Why are they shaving their armpits? <laughs> <laughs> they should at least have hairy armpits. Yeah. My dad's got a hairy armpit. Sheik had hairy armpits. The Sheik was a villain. You're allowed to have hairy armpits if you're if you're a heel. Or you're like, George Animal Steel goes good. He's got hairy full back. Full hair back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those guys that have like full back hair and they just rock that. That's a look. Uh, George Animal Steel. But you're always a bad guy then, yeah. Pretty much. like George Animal Steel was a real bad guy yeah. at one point in time. Anyways, we're getting on a wrestling tangent. It's <laughs> just like reliving my youth. So uh, we, uh, so Steve, you're German. You're German, right? You, so you think that we go to go to a haggle at a at a liquidation place, you know? That the Dutchman's gonna be doing all the talking here, right? The German, you know, he's not well known for being a cheap uh, prick like the Dutch are, right? <laughs> so you think, but no, it's not the case. I was all timid. I had nothing to say to the guy. I felt I was out Dutched by him. He had an accent. I felt oh. he could out cheat me. I felt too intimidated. Was he from Frischland? Uh, he didn't sound uh, from Frischland. It was a little bit lower. His maybe was he musky? Yeah, I don't know where he's from. Man. We didn't we didn't talk about it. But anyways, it was supposed. Uh, we, uh, Steve got me down ten bucks. He got the price down for us both. It works, Steve. He did. Yes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause. The Germans aren't all bad. No, they're not. No, they're not. Sorry. Do you have real German roots? Uh, no. No, it's no. just like historically you're German. But uh, my my mom is uh, Irish descent. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I you know fancy myself more an Irishman than a. More of a drunk than a, a than a genocidal maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's actually a very dangerous combo. <laughs> yeah, you could be both. Yeah, but uh, luckily you just look after your mom, right? Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so we have uh, so Steve's in joining live from the Dutch Dolls band Nocturnal Emissions, and this is what's great about the band is that uh, you that's can go in and out with great talent right. week after week and really produce a great show. It is fantastic. Doesn't feel like the show's begun yet because we haven't had a drink. No, we and, haven't. Uh, our bartender's back after uh, his one-week hiatus, so I think we should get this thing started. This is for you, Paul. Welcome back. Paul, can I have a beer? <laughs> oh yeah. What could be better than something from Paul? Something delicious and something so small. Just take one sip, you can tell that it's notable. I'm in the show to try one. Paul's potables. Hello, Paul. It's not going to be good. What did you make me today? I had a little sniff of it, and I tell you, it smells like a running theme here in Live from the Dutch Hall. I well, see you know, something familiar in it. We're coming to the bottom it of smells like the a dead cherries. fish. It, coming so, to the bottom of the moonshine cherries. Yes, yeah, so the other bottle we're going to have a hard time drinking is the absinthe. So oh. I figured we better start into that, too. Now, is there any sugar in this, or is it just absinthe? Oh, there's some grenadine and some moonshine and some moonshine cherries and no and, and absinthe. Some absinthe. No sugar. Okay. Now, you know what I did before we drink this shot? I got to tell you something. Okay. I was I was halfway through my thought and I got sidetracked like I normally do on this show, and uh, I was telling Dave about you getting jealous about Michael. Remember that, Dave? Your feelings were hurt about Michael. Do you remember that, Dave? A long time ago. Yeah, a long when, time ago when I forgot to end with my band thought. leader. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Dave, this is your special night because you work your ass off and you're here and you have a driver to take you home. Yeah. Right and I had, a, I had a discussion with my bartender earlier today and he said he's going to try his best to get you pissed drunk tonight. Oh, really? So let's hear it for that, well, everybody. Charters works really hard, too. And he's, a, he's an old cock. But tonight we're going to bring him back to his wife and he's going to be a puddle. Just a puddle of So puddles. here's to a whole jar of crap, everybody. Cheers.
Oh, that's mm, The little bit of silence there. The cherry doesn't well, even affect me anymore. I, the cherry doesn't affect me, and the absence doesn't affect me, because the last, seems like two months, I've had absinthe and moonshine cherries every week. Yeah, the cherry is nothing yeah. anymore. It's some well, derivative of those two things. Well, if you want something different, you got to oh. put something different in the bar. Oh, I did. I put three. Oh, my goodness, Paul. It always gets you at the very end, you know. You guys put some other things in the bar, but they're the landmines. Steve, on the other yeah. hand, is affected yeah, by Steve's those Steve's just shaking his head. Steve is a Dutch Hall virgin. He's known me for all of one day, and he has not been on the Moonshine Cherry program. <laughs> like the veterans of the Dutch Hall. <laughs> that was not good, was it? Do you Steve? have a chaser, Steve? Uh, you know what? I don't have a chaser. I'm also uh, I'm a, I'm an admitted oh. lightweight. So uh, something like the the cherry, I'll feel. Yeah. Well, Steve, I think you came to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I catch up quick. <laughs> but over time, I think we will will mold you into a real degenerate like the rest of us. Well, so. <laughs> it's been it's been hard, Steve. That jar's that jar was full of cherries, and it's we've been plucking away at them. We're pretty immune to them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Michael. The first thing we got to do is bring in our first special guest. Oh, I can't wait. This special guest, he's been a been on our show as a guest star, I think, three times he's been on our show. Oh, really? I think so. And we all remember him as a... He was on our, our last video episode, Quit Your Job 2, where it is where he made his debut. And uh, they didn't put our show on YouTube because they that said was it wasn't aired. a visual show. Yeah, it, it wasn't was a visual aired. show. And yet this guest, this special guest that we got in today... Can't wait. He's come in... All the way from Mexico. Oh, he, yeah. I, I, I might know who you mean. And uh, hello, hey, who is this? <laughs> it's El Grande Musteros Muscacos. It's me, El Grande Musteros Muscacos. <laughs> Musquillo Muscacos. How's it going, Grande? It's going great. <laughs> so it's going just great. <laughs> you made the whole trip all the way here just to honor our band leader, Mike Bow. Would you like to, would you like the floor like to say what you can to Michael? Do you know I've been a big fan of the band leader Michael Bow. <laughs> He's great. But really what I came in for was I wanted to have a drink from the bartender Paul. I want to see what it tastes like. <laughs> I want to have a taste. See what it tastes like. <laughs> hey Paul, do you have any tequila for this guy or maybe the, give him some tequila rose. You know, he seems like, is that, is that something nice Mix for him? Mix one up. I no. got a question for uh, Granny's Muscles Macacos. Hey, uh, I'm short a guy in Harvest tomorrow morning. Are <laughs> Jace, you, uh, Jace. Are you hanging around for a couple of days? Because uh, I could really use some help around the farm. I'm, I I bought a one-way ticket. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And I, but I know I'm here. I'm here for a while. Oh, you're uh, I can't get back. I have no money. Well, are you're you, hired. Are you I was hoping to wrestle because I'm going to be a wrestler. Oh, well, in the meantime, <laughs> I can train you. There you go, what Grande. Is this? It's a tequila rose. Oh. Do you have to say it like that? Thank you, Paul. I'm going to see what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all the stars are in today. And another person's come in to see you. He wants to give you his best. Okay. It's Soundboard Chic. Soundboard Chic is... Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Chic, you've come sheik. out hot. I thought Chic, you were here to say something to Michael. You were coming to pay your respects, you know, and uh, not be vulgar. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Nice. Uh, to <laughs> Jesus, Sheik, you have to be a little nicer. Come you on, know, Sheik. Mike is... made the trip to see you the whole way. Oh shit! Did he really? 
I think Mike. Rusev Dev. Whatever your fucking name is. Go fuck. That makes me smile. I'm sorry about that, Michael. We brought him in here today. We thought he was going to be a nice, nice because the Chargers is here. He's usually in an ornery mood when Chargers doesn't show up. But yeah. But it looks like he's in an ornery mood all the time. Still on fire. She go in there and just uh, just have yourself a nice cocktail and just relax. Yeah. How about that? The last, baby. We have one last guest. Should we save him for later? He's been waiting outside. Get us, get him in here. <laughs> he Come wants on. to pay his respects. He's been, he's also been on no, numerous episodes, but he's back in today. I'm real excited to have him in. He's a he's a distant relative of ours. He's our good buddy, Eves Van Dyke. Eves, come on in here, buddy. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Hello. Hello, Eves. It's been a long time since we've seen you. Oh, yes, I've been smoking and eating pancakes. Really? Have you been? Uh, have you been in, back in Holland, or are you stay? Are you staying in Canada? Yes, I come and go. I, I come down for to see the relatives in the harvest. It oh, yeah. is uh, oh. seeming like a tough time. Yes. Have the, was it a good spring season in the Fakos? Yes, Fakos. <laughs> uh, spent a couple weeks in the Fakos. Uh, couple uh, good times. Couple iffy times. Questionable. <laughs> but that's the Fakos. Faja taught me well. <laughs> Yes. The one thing about the fuckles is the, uh, is that when you describe it, you can't really pin down the smell. Is no. that correct? Uh, yes. Uh, I carry a heavy musk. So the fuckles are a natural breeding ground for me, but uh, the smell, the texture, it's hard to explain. What about now, like late August? Like, yes, the winds don't blow as well. <laughs> it's been hot, probably, right? Really hot. Yeah, you know, it's been hot and sweaty. <laughs> Yeah, the fuckers like it like that. Well, do you have anything to say to Michael? Because you came, all, you came to pay your respects to your relative Mike. She's one of my uh, favorite distant cousins. I heard he has a bit of beer can thickness. I don't know if that is a uh, a myth or it seems to be working. So I wish him all the best in adventures. And Michael, you're a true uh, citizen of uh, Hupola Nananavala. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Eves, for coming in. Let's hear it for Eves. That's great. A real star-studded event, Michael. I think a it's a real star-studded event. It's no I, secret the musk is strong with this one. You know Michael. what? We usually, you know, usually we go to feedback. We got feedback, uh, you know, first in the show. No, not right now, oh. Michael. You know, not right now. Uh, what we like to do instead, because you mentioned Robot Musk, which is a great sponsor of our uh, sports break. I think that we need to uh, we need to roll into sports break today because it's also a special treat for you this time, Mike. Oh, excellent. Cause we're talking about cocks and balls We shoot some scores and all We're talking about cocks and balls And sports stuff Now on this week's show we're honoring the great Mike Bow. And Mike Bow, your favorite baseball team is the Pittsburgh Pirates, yes, is that correct? correct Now one of my favorite stories in all of baseball In fact in all sports Is the great story of Doc Ellis mm. Pitching a no-hitter on LSD are you aware of the story? No, I'm not aware. Well, you're in for a real treat tonight because uh, we're going to play. We're, it's like movie time here. I, apparently, if something's on YouTube, it's like public domain, so I can use it. And this is a Perfect. nice little, a nice little, well done uh, film presentation of what I consider to be the greatest story in sports history oh, about Doc Doc Ellis of the Pittsburgh Pirates pitching a no hitter uh, on LSD. So let's let's roll it. All right, there we go. Let's get the sound kick in. Hope you can hear that, guys, at home. We flew into San Diego, and I asked the manager, could I go home? Because we had an off day. So he said, yeah. 
So I took some LSD at the airport because I knew where it would hit me. I'd be in my own my little area and I'd know where to go. So that's how I got to uh, my friend's girlfriend's house. She said, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm high as a Georgia Pine. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, which I thought was the next day, she told me, you better get up. You got to go pitch. I said, pitch? I pitch tomorrow. Hell, what are you talking about? Because I had got up in the middle of the morning and took some more acid. <laughs> she grabbed the paper, brought me the sports page, and showed me. Boom. I said, oh, wow. You sucker. What happened to yesterday? <laughs> she said, I don't know, but you better get, you better get to that airport. Now, this was in the 70s, and Greens was Dexamil. That was uh, the drug of choice back then was a stimulant. Over 90% of major leagues was using Dexamil when I was playing. It's raining. When I got to the game, it's raining Dexamil. there was a lady down there in San Diego who used to always have the bennies for me, Benzagreen, which is another stimulant. I went out to the, on the dugout and reached up because she was standing over the rail. She always stood over the rail and had a pretty little gold pouch. So I got the bennies, went on back in the clubhouse, took them. The game started and the mist started. Misty rain. So all during the game was a little mist. The opposing team and my teammates, they knew I was high, but they didn't know what I was high on. They, they had no idea what LSD was other than what they see on TV with the hippies. I didn't see the hitters. All I could tell was if they was on the right side or the left side. The catcher put tape on his fingers so I could see the signals. We had a rookie on the team at that particular time named Dave Cash, and he kept saying after the first inning, he said, you got a no-no going, a no-hitter. I said, yeah, right. Then around the fourth inning, he'd say it again, got a no-no going. I look, yeah, <laughs> but I could also feel the pressure from other players wanting to tell him to shut up. <laughs> it's a superstition thing where you're not supposed to say nothing. That's right. You're never supposed to talk about no it. Hitter. There were times when the ball was hit back at me. I jumped because I thought it was coming fast, but the ball was coming slow. Third base would come by and grab the ball and threw somebody out. I never caught a ball from the catcher with two hands. <laughs> Because I thought that was a big old ball. And then sometimes it looked small. One time I covered first base, and I caught the ball, and I tagged the base all in one motion. I said, oh, I just made a touchdown. <laughs> I didn't pay no attention to the, to, the, to the score. You know, I'm trying to get the batters out. And I'm throwing a crazy game. I'm hitting people, walking people, throwing balls in the dirt. They're going everywhere. <laughs> We moved to the bottom of the ninth on a no-hitter, leading 2-0. It was easier to pitch with the LSD because I was so used to medicating myself. That's the way I was dealing with the fear of failure. The fear of losing, the fear of winning. It's just that it was part of the game. You know, you get to the major leagues and you say, I, I got to stay here. What do I need? Everybody in our bullpen is standing and walking around nervously. They want to run and grab Doc. Now, two balls, two strikes, and here's the pitch. Strike three, he got it! They're going after him, he got it! They're mobbing Doc Ellis on a no-hitter! <laughs>
That's awesome. That's the best. Uh, that's my favorite story in, in uh, sports history, Michael. I hope oh, you enjoyed it. It's one of your fantastic. one of the heroes of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is a hero. I didn't know he did it on LSD. <laughs> oh yeah, and Benny's and, and uh, Benny's too, right? He's on oh, uppers and wow. and uh, what was and that LSD. other thing? There was Benny's. There was another one they were talking Dry, about. Whatever it's saying, it was green. It was greens. It. <laughs> greens. Yeah. Anyways, that the. Uh, that's that guy. If you look at Doc Ellis, and if you looked at the, his, they, there was a documentary called No No, I think, and it was Doc, uh, the Doc Ellis documentary. I watched that a while back, and uh, if you watch that thing, like this guy is one of the most colorful characters in baseball oh, yeah. history. No and if you look at the Hall of Fame, you know, like they they make a big deal about guys that are taking steroids or they're like um, they're on HGH yeah. or, and, and then you look Enhancing. at the. Like the 70s, like most of the guys were all pepped up on cocaine, you know, like most guys did coke. And then there was the steroid era. And then now all those guys that did those things like stimulants, you look at hockey and guys are always coked out. Every every sport, I think they're going to they're going to push the limit of what's allowed. You know, if they say these these stimulants aren't allowed, then what's the best stimulant I can get that is? And they're going to use it. Right. Right. You see guys even using uh, smelling salts or something like that. Right. Like anything they can do to give them that like little peppy edge. They're going to take it. So I think it's unfair. If you're going to make a real Hall of Fame, you should put in every character that made your sport great. Like, you should be putting in all the colorful characters in history. And Doc Ellis, who pitched a no-hitter on LSD, is probably going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he had Hall of Fame numbers. Bullshit. But uh, just that story alone should put him in the Hall of Fame, like first ballot, I think. Like, he's a great, colorful character in history. If you're going to tell the story of the steroid era in baseball, you should have Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, uh, like... Uh, Barry Bonds and yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame in the steroid wing. And you go, this is a steroid era of baseball, and these are the best steroid players we had. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then you go, this is the cocaine era of baseball. This is the best coked-up players we had. Yeah. And they, these are the best like uh, straight-edge players we had that never did fuck all. They're the most Jeter. boring interviews you ever look, watched. Yeah, Jeter. He's boring. All he does is peep and tongue on girls. I'm yeah. pretty sure. That's <laughs> speculated. I, I, it was a theory of mine right. last week's show. Anyhow. Uh, but I hope you enjoy that thing about. I did Pittsburgh enjoy. It. I did enjoy it. No, I, you guys need to check that out at home if you get a chance. On oh YouTube. yeah, it's go great. on YouTube and do. Uh, the visuals are amazing. <laughs> that's a great video, eh? Oh, it's awesome. That they put together for it, and uh, that guy's a great storyteller too. And he ended up. Uh, it's one of those things too. That what makes me think about Doc Ellis? Uh, that you know, a colorful character, and I, I defend him as being a great character in baseball. But if you look at the guy's personal life, you know, when he was a drug addict, he was also he also like beat up three of his wives or whatever and then he cleaned himself up went to went to like a rehab once his baby was born and then he was like clean since 1980 and uh was helping other baseball players get through like um uh, addiction similar yeah yeah, similar problems and stuff and he did a lot of uh he did a lot of lobbying for black rights in the sport of baseball when he was still a player very outspoken guy and real leader eh? and then and he actually uh, lived a pretty good life until he died of um cirrhosis of the liver i think um, went pretty hard when he was going. Yeah, I think when he was going, he was going pretty hard. Really yeah. went at it. Didn't clean himself up soon enough. <laughs> but those days in the seventies, you know, everything was in excess. Like, right. like drugs were new. Like all these lewds and and things that are coming yeah, out. Like people are like, oh, let's take all this stuff. It's supposed to be good. Like LSD, all this stuff. They didn't really. It was all brand new stuff, right? So no one really knew what they were doing, mm. and everyone did way too much of everything, right? In the 70s, even just food, like, you know, the food they ate in the 70s is all rich, buttery shit, right? That's why yeah. we have a, a population of diabetics now, right? <laughs> the 70s were all a, a, a decade of excess. That's yeah. when the TV dinner was invented, I think, in yeah. the 70s. 
the the, the all the microwave ovens and every plastics. You yeah, know, everything we're, was we're, we're microwave ovens in this in the seventies or eighties. Yeah, maybe eighties. I don't know. I know they they invented the plastics at some point there, where everyone thought it was late sixties disposable like because uh, in the movie the gar- uh, the graduate with dustin hoffman i think at the beginning of that movie they they have a scene where the guy goes up to dustin hoffman and says uh plastics that's where the future is you got to be in plastics right so it must have been somewhere in the late 60s that plastics started mm-hmm. to become a big thing and that makes sense too because plastics were a byproduct of the space program right so if they we weren't oh, yeah. if kennedy yeah. didn't say we got to yeah. try to get to the moon they would have invented plastic never right? happened what we well, never got to the moon it doesn't matter. The pursuit, let's say we didn't even go. The pursuit of it was real. Yeah, we didn't go. Well, they invented a whole bunch of shit, though. Yeah, that's didn't true. Didn't they, Dave? You know, I, this is this is actually bringing me up to a point, because you're, you're being kind of a dick right now. <laughs> and I, 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 I wanted to say that uh, I, this is a personal story, but I'm going to tell it. Uh, I, was, I had a birthday party for my daughter, and my uh, in-laws came over, right? And now I usually, when I go to visit my in-laws, I don't know if they listen to this or not, but if uh, when I go to visit my in-laws, always in the vehicle on the way home, I look to my wife and I say, "What did I do? Like, how was I? You know, like did oh yeah, am, you want a scorecard? Am I okay? Like, did I do anything stupid? Like, if I upset your whole family, I don't know because I the, like anytime you're like your family and then you have your wife's family, you both had di- different ways of doing things, right? And then when you come together, some of the stuff that we think is like normal stuff, right. their family thinks we're fucking batshit crazy, right? <laughs> And vice versa. And vice versa, right? And vice versa. So the way I would talk to my brothers and sisters, my parents, when I try to talk that way to my in-laws, it doesn't go over very well. It goes over like a lead balloon. They don't talk <laughs> like we talk, right? So uh, I used I I for, I was a uh, I was in a conversation uh, at the birthday party with my in-laws, and uh, I was uh, uh, well before I get to that, they were talking about we were talking about. Uh, Ancient civilizations, believe it or not, you know, like I said, twelve thousand years ago, we had a bunch of monuments, the pyramids, the the temples, the there was this place in Turkey or whatever, like all these like yeah. great uh, accomplishments, like twelve thousand years ago, and then after that, there was like the Dark Ages, right, and where religion took over in the Crusades and they burned a whole bunch of stuff, and the only stuff left over from that was like curated by the Muslims, and now that stuff's getting all ruined, right? Like yeah, they're still tearing that stuff down, like it's a it's a thorn in their side that those things exist and they have to destroy them. Yeah, the Catholics in the Christ- the Catholics destroyed a lot of that stuff, eh? So you want you the the Catholic here? I didn't destroy them. No, but your people <laughs> did. Your people did. And I'm saying, and my people, I'm small C Catholic, but the, but my people did. I'll our some. people did. Our people did. Right? Our people did. <laughs> so, that, but I'm saying like there is a theory out there. My, this is what I said. There's a theory out there that we were a smarter civilization twelve thousand years ago than we are today, and then there was this great dumbing down of the population like we used to have equipment that you can you could build pyramids and do this great stuff uh but they're gone because twelve thousand years have passed and they abandoned science and technology and all the all the progress we made to that point they destroyed everything and then everything got dumb right and i think and so that's one theory Um, uh, my in-laws preferred the alien theory right the alien theory really yes that old chestnut. <laughs> they believe in the 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 possibility of aliens. It was is more okay, probable. The possibility of aliens doing it all, right? They they gave me evidence from Leonard Nimoy and Search Up, <laughs> right? Like the, the credible evidence, like that, right? Makes sense. And I uh, and I found myself to be in a tight spot, you know, like how to uh, delicately say I think this is all a crack of shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> I said that my way is a little bit more reasonable because 
Uh, Wait a minute. You don't believe that there might be aliens? No, I believe there's aliens, but I don't think I don't I think it's more more possible given the evidence of real things that have happened to suggest that we have um that that we were just like we ruined everything. Then there is to say there was some like alien force that came down and lives among us today just building skyscrapers or something i don't know what the fuck they're doing right like but there were whatever they think or these aliens came like all that time ago and then just fucked off and haven't done anything since right i don't know but uh they actually pinpointed where it is in the solar system like they were very specific about where it is because of the programs they watched yes and i was a little bit you know so but that wasn't even the thing i i i didn't do anything wrong necessarily with that i did something wrong later in the the evening where i said (laughs) something i shouldn't have and then i was really i was really I was really upset. I couldn't. I couldn't tell the fact that uh, I said anything wrong. I thought I was just having a normal conversation, but I could see by the reaction of people at the table, <laughs> and the fact that my mother-in-law is like saying, "We got to go," and she's running for the door, that I did something wrong. You know, like I did something to upset everyone, and my wife's nowhere to be found either. Right? So I. So I'm thinking like, okay, I did something bad. Mm-hmm. I've upset the whole birthday party, but I haven't got busted. You know, like I've, she's not seen it. Right. <laughs> So maybe it's like hearsay. Oh. Yeah, it's just hearsay, you know. It's just a matter of like if it becomes da- like so much damage that they're going to bring it back to her. But I think I can get away with it. But I opened my mouth and just apologized, and then it was because I was like, I don't know if uh, I said I did this to your parents. I don't know if I'm gonna like should apologize or what I should do because uh, they seemed upset <laughs> by my comments. So what did you do? Just a general apology. Yeah, I called my father-in-law what I thought was kind of bullshit at the table. Okay. And uh, I thought it was good. Like, Hungarians usually you can just talk to normally. Like, uh, they like it when you give them a bit of shit. They just give it back to you. Because they come across... I, when I was lending money... Uh, did you do banker oh, story with Pete? Is this a banker story? Oh. Oh. It's time for another banker story with Pete. Here's a banker story. When I used to lend money, I'd have Hungarian clients, and none of this is kind of racist or prejudiced or whatever you want to call it. But this is a this is a statistical fact. You know, it's not every Hungarian, but the Hungarians that I dealt with, at the, for the most part, were giving me a hard time all the time. They were pains in the ass. They were really a pain in my ass. And one time, I had enough of it. I just had enough of dealing with the shit and the guy giving me a hard time all the time. And I'm like, listen. I did all this work for you. Like, if you don't like what I'm doing for you, then go somewhere else. I don't give a shit, you know? Like, just, mm-hmm. just like, fuck off, you know? Like, stop giving me a hard time. And then uh, the guy says, finally a banker that's going to, that, that says it how it is, you know? Like, I have I, I, been waiting for one of these things. And I'm like, what? You just want me to treat you like shit? I'm, I'm good at that. Yeah, you know, no like, problem. yeah. And then ever since I started, I started doing that, mostly to Hungarians, like, as a cultural thing. It would work like a charm. You, they start giving you a hard time, you give it right back to them, and then you're on the same page. So I figured that go. was the same thing with my father-in-law, but I misjudged. I misjudged a little Next more. thing you know, they're bringing you cabbage rolls. Oh, they'll always bring you cabbage rolls, even if they hate you. That's the beautiful thing about Hungarians. That's <laughs> what I love about them. You know, no matter how much I screw up and how much they dislike their son-in-law, they always bring you cabbage rolls because they bring it for my kids. And if I if they have to bring it for me, I get to eat some too. And schnitzel. We get a lot of schnitzel. Mm-mm. What's good? Pork or chicken? Pork, pork, yeah, mm. pork. There's a chicken schnitzel, is it? Is it chicken? That's like a. I wouldn't call it schnitzel. It's is that a Polish thing. You Polacks use it with the with the chicken. We like chicken. Yeah. Hey, does he have enough to drink? <laughs> Do you need another shot? I'll take one too if you want. I need a beer and a. I need a beer, Paul. If you don't mind. 
כל בום מוזכיר לעצמו ככה. הטקילה רוז הוא נייס. I like to taste it, see what it tastes like. Big house. So now the next thing we got to do is a little segment on our show that we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Well, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. Uh, this week's feedback, we got feedback, is brought to you by our friends at VG Meats. I'm sorry, VGs. Last week, we had probably one of the best shows ever of all times. By the listener uh, feedback we got, it seemed like a real hit amongst people. But uh, we did not mention our sponsors at VG Meats. We, we really forgot. I really dropped the ball. Yeah, I really dropped the ball. And I feel bad for those guys because they've been great supporters of the show. So I want to get I want to give another shout out to VGs. If you go out to uh, go to my website, livefromthedutchall.com, And you click on that VG, webs, uh, VG coupon, print it out, bring it into either locations in Simcoe or Stony Creek, and you can get a great deal on some steaks or ground beef, and uh, a little bit of that money will come back to help the show. And also, if you're on that website while you're at it, you might as well do some Amazon shopping. I do want to tell the people at home that we are getting dangerously close to getting paid another couple hundred dollar checks. Wow. One, one from the Canadian uh, wow. uh, uh, site and one from the U.S. site. Holy so that'd be, Will that be your first check in Canadian funds? No, I got a, I've got a I've got a Canadian check. I haven't got a U.S. check yet. Oh. This will be my first U.S. check, and U.S. dollars right now are worth quite a bit more than ours, right? So I'm, I'm basically really, really rich. Really we, but I won't let should, it. I won't let it go to my head, right? Well, we should really think about getting a waitress. I don't think I can do it on two hundred bucks, Paul. Well, how about an associate bartender who acts like a waitress? I'll pay. I'll, I'll pay. I promise. I'll pay that person as much as I pay you guys. Okay. Oh. All right. I promise to do that. Yeah. I can match salaries around here. Hopefully she's hot. Pete, I was wondering if, because uh, it's my night, yep. if I could uh, mention a sponsor. I don't want to forget. Oh, yes. Oh, please do. It's Brabant Musk. Opening curtains and lubricating holes for years. <coughs> don't forget about Brabant Musk. Now, we're on my sponsors, our sports break, and we totally forgot it, eh? Yes, we did. That's why I needed to throw it in. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to buy a bottle of Brabama's. Does it come in, like, eau de toilette or uh, cologne? Yes. Or? Just rub up. Yeah, it's in a bottle. Bit. It's in a... It's Paul's in a, right over there. <laughs> and Brabama's Musk comes in a very unique bottle. It's covered in hair, which is actually, uh, which is actually the hair of an actual Dutchman. I'm not going to name his name. No. Nope. But he lives close. And uh, it's made from his, his body hair, and he's, he's made enough uh, of these cloaks. There's, it's a limited edition bottle. It spews from his belly button. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a bottle that's, that's uh, manly as, as he is, and, it's, uh, and it also uh, signifies the stench or the, the power of the musk, mm. right? Because it comes right from the source, right from the brabant, right from his loins. They will forget your Polish in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Dave. But I, I don't know if it's available um, retail, but state, uh, I don't know how we can do it. But send an email at livefromthedutchhall.gmail.com. We can see if we can get you a bottle if you're interested in it. Big things happening in Pine Grove. But, yeah, big things happening. You know, when, uh, we do a segment every week on feedback. We got feedback where we name our listener of the week. And uh, I want to say this listener of the week, every week I tell people at home, you can like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, you know, uh, go on Instagram and, and like the things there. Do all that social media stuff, right? Very few people do. What they do is they listen, you see them in public, or they, you know, by third-hand chance, you, you hear a bit of feedback from the show. That's right. 
But when people go out of their way, people you don't even know, they go ahead and they do what you say on the show. You say, please, will you go and like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, do something, share the show, and uh, try to support us in some way, spread don't the word. And someone does it, you got to recognize them as a listener of the week. And this week's listener of the week is a person that comes, I think, uh, that has uh, come and done exactly that. And her name is. You had it. <laughs> Ready? Oh, yeah. Drum roll. Okay. Crystal Cromwell is our listener of the week. Hey. Crystal. Hey. Thanks for the. Thanks for supporting us on uh, social media, and that's all, every little bit of that helps. So when you when you share an episode, you like it even better than liking it is sharing it. If you can share it, but I know that will associate when people look at you. If you go to Dave Charters, you look at his page, you share an episode, you are associated with this program. You know you have no choice. You know people look at you, they're going to look at this shit. You're going to look at Paul right saying in the pussy stuff like that. That's associated with you, and you're a giant in the automotive industry. You have everything to lose. I've been <laughs> I've been getting likes. <laughs> When I do share a page, I'm getting likes from people I would not expect to like it, but they still do. I got two Twitter followers today, one from uh, New York and one from Los Angeles, California. Both of them knockout girls. Two of, the, two of really great-looking girls, right? Wow. I'm just sitting there showing my kids, look at these pretty girls that are following me on Twitter. They Must just follow the me today. I am a, you know, I'm a real big deal, you know, like girls like me. So I go through their Twitter feeds, you know. I even send them a little message. Thanks for the follow. You know, thanks for the follow. Uh, PM. Yeah, and then what I do is I look at uh, their uh, sites. They retweet a lot of stuff, right? Retweet, and then when they get their own message, they say some comment that's like seductive, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, people are having more sex than ever, you know, and they have an article link or whatever. So you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to look at that one. And then so I um, click like, on it, and it's just like a chat room porn or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it then I'll go, down right to, I'll go down to another one, and it'll be like... Um, the same sort of thing, like, you know, like, uh, you know, couples are, are getting kinkier or something like that in an article, and you click on it, same freaking link, right? So I go, this girl's just some sort of a scam, you know, trying to, like... Uh, this is bullshit. This is no good at all. Next to know you're caught in a tornado. Right, yes. Well, I felt guilty because it wasn't a real girl. That, that girl, the picture of that girl doesn't doesn't want to follow me at all. Like that girl that I've uh, touched myself too many times She's now. not trustworthy at all. Yeah. So anyways, the other girl, same goddamn thing. Same goddamn thing. Just really burst my bubble, eh? Just really burst my bubble. I, I'm never going to fall for it again. I did fall for it the, when I just joined Twitter. I fell for it with some girl from like... Uh, South America, real hot, like South American girl. And I'm like, oh, Brazilian? Marcella, how did you hear about my show? You know? And then it's like, oh, it's just some porno thing. I got caught. Uh, they caught me. But I don't know. But that's not from watching porno that they would find you, would it? is it? What about the listener of the week? Is she one of those? Did you play listener of the week's theme song? No. Crystal Cromwell. Oh. You're the listener of the week. That's right. This is your week. Crystal. Yeah, you missed it. I had to give the applause instead of the theme song. I'm sorry. We're getting better at it, though, guys. So um, that is uh, the feedback. Other than the other than that, like I, we have asked around. You said you found a few more listeners, Michael. Yeah, I did. I had a, a couple people uh, talk to me about the show this past week, which uh, last week's uh, what was it? The the, the great bartender. Great off. bartender off was one of my favorites, not only to do but to listen back to. Yeah, really because enjoyed it. Because it was a real treat. Yeah, I uh, I like the challenge, um, but they are not. Paul's really brought his game tonight. I yeah, have had a fresh beer. 
Poor Beave, though. Yeah. Wow. What I think of what Paul, Paul's given an all-star performance, I and I think a lot of that has due to the respect he has for you and knowing that it's your big night. But also, Paul was really, he was really held to test. I think what that was a big wake-up call last week. Paul heard the, the criticism at the beginning of the show, and what he realized was talking to the center of the microphone isn't the hardest thing in the world to do. You've been doing it all night, right? Yeah, well, I don't. Uh, yeah, I got some room over here. Right. Yeah. There's no one trying to like. Uh, like there's no. The beaver's there's not no trying to steal your grass. mic all the time. You know. Yeah, there's yeah. a. You know, Barney's not trying to like uh, jump in there with with some of his smart ass comments. It's just you tonight, yeah. shining like you should, like a bright star. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I think people love you, Paul. They're going to love you tonight. They're not going to tell you you need a microphone. They're going to tell you you're doing a great job. Yeah, the the couple people that listen that uh, I talk to, as Pete said, we, you know, you get the odd third person that talks to. You. They were uh, very happy with the show. They had a lot of laughs, but uh, they wanted to hear who this uh, magical bartender was. Mm, they should. And they're finding out this week. Yeah. yeah. What I did was I planted the seed of your greatness into those girls' minds, and now they're listening this week for their second episode. Now it's my turn to plant the seeds. Oh, <laughs> plant them deep. In her loins. <laughs> well, the only other thing we do in feedback, we got feedback, is listen to the guy. He's been with us since the very beginning. He's given us feedback almost each and every week, and he's a great supporter of the show, and we'd like to hear from him again this week because he's given us more feedback. He's our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. Let's hear it for him. I love that word. I didn't even play it that time because I wanted to keep it clean. You meant to say cunt. Oh, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Just throw it right out there. Eh? That's what he's. That's he's why back. he's the bartender. He's, eh? he's back. He's on hitting he's on, on all cylinders this week. It's exactly what you want from the guy, and he's giving it to you. So Haitian Dwarf, he reaches out to me every week, and this week's no exception. And uh, this week he gave us five stars. Five oh, stars is always. Again? Yes, again. always. Five it. stars. Good. You want to give him a round of applause? Five round of applause. That's it, just a short one. He gave us five stars, and he says to us, he goes, uh, I know my physical stature limits my ability to handle alcohol, but I got drunk listening to this week's podcast. That's Whoa. the feedback. That, oh, that's it. Nice. So he just, had a good time, too. That's it. Jeez, the applause is getting loud in my ears. The, so, uh, the uh, yeah, the, what he did was he listened to last week's episode, and just the just the 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 stench of drunkenness that came off of us last week was <laughs> through, enough to through the through an audio right uh, through the airwaves. Yeah, through airwaves, it got him drunk. That's how much of a lightweight uh, wow. HD is, right? So uh, we appreciate the feedback from Haitian Dwarf, but there's not much we can do there, Haitian Dwarf. I think uh, we're not doing a great job mm-hmm. of getting the getting this big big Pollock uh, drunk. Is what I would say. Does he have another tequila rose or something like that? He should do one with the Grand Mysterio from Scottos. Why don't you do uh Jace, Zam- let's do one together. Yes. Wanna do, do a Zambuca? Jace. I would love a shot. Oh yeah, Michael wants it for his big day too. So the uh what I want to do to end the show today is a nice treat. It's a thing that's insp- that's inspired by one of our listeners. Uh, she sent us in a, uh, a link to a Twitter uh hashtag that's going on out there. It's called uh it's called Junk Wars. Junk Wars. Junk Wars. Hashtag Junk Wars. And it's uh, basically what it is, is uh, it's uh, a bunch of scientists that show pictures of animal genitals on uh, this Twitter feed. And they're showing different pictures of animal genitals. So in honor of uh, the great uh, Sonia Rowan, 
a listener of ours from California. We are going to uh, take her suggestion, and uh, we made up a little game Excellent. called uh, Junk Wars. <clears throat> and how it works is very simple. I will show you a picture of an animal's penis, and you, uh, everyone here <laughs> on the panel, will try to uh, determine what that animal is. Um, it's very simple. And, uh, oops, I think you will. Technology. Uh, it's technology, so it will take a little bit for me to not F this up. Okay, ready? There it is. So this one here is, you know, a little easy one to start. That's the picture of the penis. If you look at it, it is uh, pink in color, I'd say. And it's, uh, it flops it's, over a bit. It almost looks like a huge tongue, would you say? Is that water in the background? That's a little like bit water. of a hint. It's a little bit of a, a hint. a whale penis. What kind of whale, though? Sperm whale. Oh, oh I was going to a sperm whale, too. Two sperm oh, whales, oh. Steve? You know, to, to be safe, I'm going to go with the uh, the masses there. You're going sperm? Two or three for sperm. What do you say, Michael? How about a blue whale? A blue whale. Well, I can tell you, there are some people that are right in here, and it's one guy, and it's his special day. It's Mike Bow. That's a blue oh, whale penis. Uh, wow. Congratulations, to Mike. Now, if you look at this picture of the whale, you can see... That is a penis? Yeah, that it resembles... He's lying on his back, Holy just showing his big hog outside of the water. <laughs> that's beer can thickness. And, and you do look at that. I, I mean, I know I a whale... free willy. Yes, <laughs> that is very free. Now, if you if you uh, picture a whale's vagina, if you could, like San Diego... Oh, yes. It, <laughs> Saint, also known as San Diego. <laughs> if you picture a whale's vagina, I imagine it would be a lot larger than, a, than a, your average woman's vagina. Your average human woman's vagina, right? A whale's vagina. But I'll tell you, the beginning of that uh, penis, the tongue-like penis, would be easy to get in. It's like a shim, right? It's like a shim. Yeah, it's skinny. But I'm going to tell you, by the time you get to the base, that big wh- that whale's going to feel it. Ooh. She's going to feel the stretch, right? That, bl- that whale's got going on. Okay, next uh, next one. This one, let me just blow it up for you here yeah. so you can see it. This one is a real interesting one. I Whoa. can't. What I I don't know if you can see that well enough. It's hard. It's hard. It's what you like can see at the end of it, it's almost it's got two he- heads. Or, yeah. Or four. Or maybe it's four. That's the end of the penis. Yes, it's like a Ooh. it's a it's pink, and at the end of it, where the helmet should be, it shoots off and it looks like balls. Into like. Yeah, it looks like balls. Yeah, but that's the he- head of the penis. It's but a real it's, it's a real hairy animal. Uh, yeah. Ostrich, I guess. No manscaping for this oh. one. Ostrich. Oh, ostrich. Good well, anyone else? And Paul, you got a guess? I, I have no guess on the double-headed penis. That is fucked. <laughs> well, I got to admit, for this one, I feel a little bad. I forgot to look up the name of this animal, but there's a picture Whoa. of him. Sloth. It looks like a sloth. It looks like a sloth, Dick. And he, can, he, could, he looks like he could uh, do a lot of, like, maybe he could do, impregnate two sloths at once with that helmet, you know, if it's shooting out both ends, right? I can't be comfortable. Okay, next one. This one will be better. So this one here, this one's going to be easy to and easy to guess, I think, for yeah. you guys. This was another double-headed penis. If you oh, if you look at it, there's a there's a real uh, uh, turgid red uh, <laughs> uh, helmet, but it doesn't look as traditionally like what you'd pick. The, the, the penis basically forks off at the base into two penises. And, that looked uh, like a cabbage roll. And at the end of it, where it's a, it's not really a helmet as much as it is a, like a lotus flower of, of <laughs> redness. And it's definitely a snake. I say it's a snake because of the scales above it. I'm gonna say it's a rattlesnake. <laughs> okay, rattlesnake, Paulchen. Um, I'm gonna say some kind of amphibian, like lizard type of thing. A uh, lizard, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with snake. I don't know uh, what. 
snake. It does look like a cabbage roll, Michael. <laughs> Doesn't it? Oh, I'm going to concur with the snake as well, due I'm to gonna, the uh, scale. A guess of a guess on a kind of snake. Cabbage. It I have no idea what kind of snake. Uh, it's a python. There's oh. not a picture of it, but that is the python penis. Ew. Python penis. So I guess I don't know what the point of having the double is. Does it fuck two snakes? It looks like once? it's having two babies. Yeah, that's just is a baby. It's like it's his penis. I guarantee you. This is the smallest one. I'll try to blow it up here. Oh, this is uh, the next penis. Here is uh, it's hard to see, but if you can look closely at it, it's a deep, mm. like uh, blue purple penis. And uh, if you if you think this is the balls at the bo- at the bottom, but it's not true. This is the base of the animal. Again with the, and yeah. at the the helmet is this is the opposite of the blue whale's shim penis. This yes. one is like got, at top. What it's doing is it's punishing the woman right off the hop. It's not a pro- <laughs> it's not a, allowing her to get ready for it. It's just giving her the gusto, the best part at the beginning. Right away. And at the end of it, she's just got to accept it. I think this is uh, what what the purpose of that penis is. But bright blue or or dark blue. What do you say it is? I think it's a duck-billed platypus. Duck-billed platypus. Michael, do you have any guesses? Uh, a tree frog. And you are leading this competition, I think. I gave you two. <laughs> I uh, think it's a peacock. A peacock? And Stephen? A turtle. A turtle. Well, I tell you, this is a tie game now, folks, because Stephen has moved into a tie oh, for the lead. Oh, a turtle. That is a turtle. Yeah. And what I like about this turtle, what I like about this turtle is, he really looks like the boss. They got him up on his back legs, <laughs> and he's got cock. that thick black cock with a huge helmet out there, and that turtle's looking like he doesn't give a Longer shit. Longer than his legs. Yeah. <laughs> that is an impressive unit for this turtle, so God hats off it, to the is. turtle. Good for him. Now, this is, a good old, this is a good old classic here. You notice a, person, a human's hand on the shaft of this animal's penis. And if you're wondering what this little thing is at the bottom, that is a, yes, it is. It's a condom with a test tube at the end. I believe the caption of this picture was, uh, you know, extracting semen. Oh, it's got to be a horse. You think it's a horse? Yeah. I'm going with giraffe. Gir- giraffe semen being milked by a person. Yes. With a nice watch. Yes. Nice Casio. <laughs> Steven, you got any guesses? Uh, let's call it a goat. A goat penis being uh, released. What do you say, Paul? I'll say a pony. A pony. Different than a horse. A pony. Well, I tell you, no points for this round. This animal. It's just a regular old dog. Oh. It's just a nice household pet. He doesn't look Jerking like a lipstick. Getting a handy from his owner into a condom with a test tube at the end of it. She, I like how she's holding his tail up. That's a nice thick dick. Uh, the dog cock. Just for the picture. I don't want the tail getting in the way of this great shot of this. It's actually a really impressive unit for that That's dog. That's a nice hammer. Yeah, he's really done a good job there. He's, I think he's a, he's a good boy. So this is the next one. This one should be a bit of a challenge for you. If you look at this penis here, oh, God. what I like about this one, it's it's white. It's like uh, white, but almost like uh, glassy. At the end of it, it's got this thing that's like a tongue on the top of it. If you kind of <laughs> look at the helmet of this dick, it looks like uh, a mouth of a lizard. Like you a know, scorpion. there's a lizard's eye and a mouth, but then there's like this tongue <laughs> that drapes over it. And I think this is a little French tickler that gets started, and then this big thing pops in there, and then <laughs> next thing you know, it's business. So what what kind of animal do you think this uh, this penis is? I think it's a squid. Oh, a squid. I was gonna guess octopus. I'm going with Dave. Octopus, a squid. I'm gonna go with some snake. A snake again? <laughs> Another snake. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna. It's a bird of some sort. And a bird. Well, they, no points this round. This is an alligator. Oh. That is an alligator uh, penis. 
And it's quite impressive, eh? That little tickler at the end, I think, is what really does it for it. It sort of looks like the flower from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, it does. It does. And then this, uh, this I believe, this unit on it here was like a the ball. The heart-shaped thing there? Yeah, that's the balls. I oh, believe that would be the balls. balls. Yeah. So this one's here is a, you know, a nice classic here. What do you think this is? This is a, this is a, what you'd say is like a long, thin, uh. <laughs> Looks like a bird's head. Hippopotamus. That's a hippopotamus oh, for sure. Oh, nice guess. A hippopotamus dick. Now, where it goes nasty is at the end here. I don't know what that is. It's a bit oh, of a, a bit twist. Of a, kink. a bit of a kink the before the kink helmet. Dink. <laughs> kink dink. So, yeah, Mike, what do you think it is? Uh, very black. Uh. But I'm gonna have to go with bull. A bull, Paul. It's a water buffalo. And Steve. Oh, 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 it, it's black. It can't be a bull. It can't be. I don't know what it is. I'm, okay, you're. I actually saw the negative space and got lost in this one. Oh, really? Like, oh, this one's got an any. Ah, it's a rhinoceros. It's a rhinoceros. You're close with hippo, but yeah, there's a guy. Uh, there's a hippo mounting his uh, a nice female there with with an impressive unit. When you look at it compared nice to his body, that's a real good job for nice the old rhino. Cock. It's a shame they're going extinct. Here's a tough one. It's very small, but I'm going to blow it up as well, best I, I can. It. I know this one. No, this is a coily uh, penis. It's, coily. it's a pig. Dave goes pig right out of the chute. You see the coil in it. It looks like a pig's tail, doesn't it? It looks like a nice ringlet yes. of pinkness. Dave's going with pig. pig. Dave, uh, Mike, uh, Paul goes pig. Anyone else wants to argue with pig? No, I guess. I guess. Unanimous so for pig? Well, I'll tell you, you're all fucking wrong. Because this one is a duck. Oh, that is a duck dick. Tiny. It's like a corkscrew. That's yes. a small little pack. A little known fact, a duck and a pig have the same looking dick. <laughs> That's I don't That's think I knew fuck. that. <laughs> 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 All right. The last one. This is my personal favorite. This is my personal favorite penis. That's why I saved it for the big closer. Wow. This is the most impressive penis I think I've seen in the animal kingdom. It's got glorious, glorious balls on it. A lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> a nice purple, uh, turgid uh, member and a bright red helmet that's like, look like it got like hit with an axe on the top of it. A nice big piss hole on the top of that thing. It's a monkey. Chimpanzee. A monkey, a chimpanzee. Baboon. A baboon. Oh, well, it is a baboon. Blue ass. And baboon. Steve's out. I'll tell you, this is it. Now, you guys are all wrong again. This is a real God shocker damn. for you. Here's a little hint for you. There's this the little bat. thing that brought... It's a bat. A bat. Oh, It's fuck. a bat. Look at oh, that guy's what? dick. That's a thick fox. <laughs> that is a yeah. thick, big cock. Yeah. Looks like he's sucking his own dick there. It does look like he's trying to suck his own dick. It's the Ron Jeremy of bats. It does look like he's trying to suck his own dick. Well, that's my favorite. Uh, I don't like oh, bats, but I do think the bat's dick is the most impressive in the animal kingdom. Nice. Michael, did you have a good time? I did. I had a did great you take, time. Did you take your mind off things? It did. I, I got a big smile on my face. Well, if everyone liked the show, if you, do, if you can do something for me, if you can tell a friend, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, reach out to me at lifeinthedutchhallgmail.com. If you want to, you can always uh, get five of your friends. We'll come to a show by you. And uh, you can, uh, what else can they do, guys? I have a, can use Twitter. Oh yeah, Twitter. You can YouTube. You can Don't forget about the great YouTube shows. All the YouTube shows are out there, and you can always give me a, a sponsor me on PayPal. You can become a shareholder of Life in the Dutch Hall and get some great extra bonus audio uh, packages and T-shirts and stuff like that if you end up being a sponsor of the show. Maybe a nice coffee mug. 
We haven't got coffee mugs yet, Dave. We'll Thanks. Get on it. I was thinking lighters first. Or you could yeah. just message the four horsemen and say, hey, the show's kick ass. Yeah, Keep that's right. Going. Keep it going. And anyway, anything you can do. There's also Rooster2K7. You can follow Rooster2K7 oh. or Mike oh. Bo. What's your handles, Mike? Bo5. 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 Follow any of the crew. Paul, you are a, you are a, a dinosaur, right? No uh, social media? <laughs> no social media. You don't want anyone tracking you down. Everyone stay away from Paul. You would, uh, mind your own goddamn business of what he's up yeah. to. He, has, he wants nothing to do with you. I crossed the border two weeks ago, and they asked me two questions. They said, where are you going, and do you know Paul Van Dyke? Oh, what did you say to both? No. I said, I'm going to Chicago, and no. <laughs> you filthy liar. You're not supposed to lie to those guys, Charters. It's on record now. The giant in the automotive industry lying to get across <laughs> the border. You're no better than a le- than uh, one of those goddamn Mexicans we got to build a wall around, according to... Oh, easy, most easy, 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 easy. <laughs> easy. I Sorry. just came in to see what it tastes like. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's been the show. It's the great Mike. It's the uh, Dutch Hall's tribute to the great Mike Bow. Thank you very much for listening, Michael. God bless you. Until then, until next week. See you, NT. See you next Tuesday. I wonder if the boat time they found a guitarist.